Uh, yeah, we're testing. <laughs> and as per usual, we don't delete the test. Oh, yes! Hi, everybody! You're, we're coming to you live from the middle of nowhere, Wisconsin. Uh, going to leave as soon as this podcast ends, so we might speed through it. Also, it's not true. You, you set the vacuum and I have to change beds. Anyways, yes. I'm Scoot. That's Poop. Uh, today's Sunday the 12th, but you're probably listening to this on Monday the 13th. Um, we got some mighty fine stories here to tell you. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. All right. Um, just, yep. There you go. BMW has increased the price for all of their 2023 models. Literally every single one. But there is some good news. Uh, most of them are increased by less than $1,000 a week. Not that bad. Like some of them are increased by like hundred and fifty. Just a thousand dollars. No, it's like some of them are only a hundred and fifty dollar increase. Oh, well, some okay, of them are three hundred and fifty. Some of them are eight hundred and fifty. Uh, a few of them are a thousand or two thousand. Like the four series is pretty rough. Okay. The three series is very minimally impacted. The biggest increase on the three series, not the M three, is eight hundred and fifty dollars on the three thirty i. But um, the M3 is uh, 3700 3, for the M3 competition and 2700 for the sedan. This is a uh, lot of numbers you're just throwing at people. Yeah. And people like me will not be able to grasp that. That's fine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and no, nobody cares. Uh, but the biggest price increase, of course, was for the M5 at $4,200. Because, yeah, it's the M5. Yep. Anyway. Um. And the reason I brought that up is we were using a bit of a price bracket. Is that in that link that you put there? Uh, yeah, it's insane. I don't know who wrote that, but it's ridiculous. Yeah, uh, if you're someone that's more interested in that or didn't catch all those numbers, that's something to go look at. Cadillac. Cadillac has a little bit to talk about today. First of all, the Celestic. Uh, that's spelled, that's a name. <laughs> uh, C-E-L-E-S-T-I-Q. Yeah. The Q is, it's, it's kind of normal so far, and then you throw the Q, and it's, ah. Uh, but same thing as the Lyric, I guess. Yeah. Um, it is a production Halo car that they're going to build for the year 2025. Uh, it will offer four-wheel steering, dual-axis, all-wheel drive, powertrain, a transparent glass roof, a huge display screen stretching across the width of the dashboard. Uh, it uses GM's alt Altium battery platform with the battery pack possibly offering around 100 kilowatt of capacity. Uh, Super Cruise driver assistance features will be offered as well. This car is predicted to cost over $100,000. Now, with everything I've just told you, what type of car might you guess this might be? You know, I could say it might be a performance, like, kind of supercar kind of deal. Or you could say maybe it'd be, like, a ultra-luxury sedan, maybe like the Phantom. Yeah, maybe, like, kind of a, like a GT car. You probably wouldn't be expecting me to say this is a four-door hatchback. Nah, not uh, at all. <laughs> I think that might be the most expensive hatchback I've ever heard of. Alright, well, that is exactly what Cadillac is building with this car, and they are using tech from a different place. And I probably are going, well, what's that tech that they're, or what tech are they getting and where are they getting it? They're getting it from the new Cadillac GTP, which is a uh, car that you can't buy unless you have a lot of money. I thought it was just the Cadillac GTP. It's GTP hypercar. 
Oh, <laughs> it's a Cadillac GTP Hypercar. The GTP Hypercar, uh, previous to the next generation of endurance racing of Cadillac's current IMSA efforts and uh, LMDH yeah, future, efforts. Future WEC. So, obviously, already got the 24 Hours of Daytona and other cool IMSA events, but they're also going to be entering the WEC, or what? As we like to call it, which does in fact mean that in 2023 we will see a Cadillac racing in the 24 Hours of Le Mans. Let's go! Uh, I mean, allegedly, Peugeot said they're going to do it this year, and now they're they're going to have everything ready just in time for the next WEC race. Well, they're French. Well, yes. And is that so? And Cadillac's American, which is arguably worse. I don't know about that. Uh. You don't know about that because we're in America. Well, no, no, no. But see, but anyone thing, else outside are, of America would say the that the French are always six months late to anything important. This is true. <laughs> anyway, want to give an example? No, I'd rather not. Okay, for fear of retaliation. I actually don't know what you're referring to, but I, I could tell it was something troublesome. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> gas prices in Michigan have made the police stop working. Isn't that fun? Michigan State Police have told their officers to try to resolve issues over the phone, if possible, to avoid increasing their gas expenditures. I don't like that phrase. <laughs> I don't either. I get the I get the feeling that if it's like an active threat, they're still gonna go. I get the feeling that that's like that replies to like a non-emergency well, situation. Yeah, exactly. They're they're trying to do like. If your neighbor is unhappy with you... Or maybe, like, like, resolving a car crash, perhaps? Maybe, like, yeah, maybe, like, a noise complaint or something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, car crashes, too. Like, well, it depends on the car crash. I, I, I feel like any times... Because I know, like, police also, like, they show up sometimes just to, like, mediate things. I mean, maybe it'd be anything they're mediating. Yeah. I've had the police tell me they won't come to a car crash scene anyway. But... That's Michigan, because nice. prices are like $7 a gallon there, which is ridiculous. Anyway. All right. Um, the new Toyota Camry GR. Now you're probably going, GR, that's the thing above turd. That's Gazoo Racing, baby. You're telling me that the thing they slap on the 8.6 Supra um and the Corolla, which are respectively a BMW, a Subaru, and a Insane. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, and a GR Yaris, which is a Yaris. Oh. Uh, that's for you. Yeah. Uh, the article I was reading forgot about that one. Nice. Um, that's why I forgot about it. Yes. Uh, but you're probably going, well, these are, these are cool cars, you know, cool hatchbacks or cool sports cars. Why is the Camry, a boring family saloon or sedan, getting one? And to answer your question, we don't know. Uh, this story got chose over the story of the new Nissan Altima, which yeah, is somehow more Nissan. somehow more boring than this. Yes. Not that this isn't boring. It's kind of interesting. It's just I don't have anything else to talk about it. Oh, this is a rumor. I should say that that's this is not <laughs> confirmed happening. But it might as well be though. Yeah. Honestly, of the of the rumors we've covered, this is pretty credible. Yeah. Anyway, you know the Devil Sixteen. No. 
You know that that car. No, I, I do, but that was like <laughs> most uh, people supposed don't. to have five thousand horsepower out of a V sixteen made by Steve Morris. Uh, yeah, this is one of the ones made with oil money, right? Yeah. Um. Well, first thing, uh, remember how they had to take two thousand horsepower off of that rating because they realized five thousand horsepower out of a V sixteen, while having it be reliable, is impossible. <laughs> Uh yeah yeah and also that it just wouldn't drive in a straight line yeah it kind of, it kind of you put you tap on the gas slightly and it just starts there is floating. no tire in the world that can hold that on the street <laughs> it is quite it's like driving a hovercraft yeah so the first one has actually been produced I think Woo! this is six years later now actually it might be more I don't know how many years late it is but it's a few um <laughs> this one. Comes with a V8 because the customer wanted it that way, and they're really rich, so they get the first one. Who knows? Anyway, we don't really know who that is, but they're kind of weird. Okay. The next one will be coming with a V16, though, and this probably would would get you guys thinking. And yes, it is actually in production now. Finally, it's many many years later. All right. This next one will be coming with a uh, 3,000 horsepower V16 made by Steve Morris Engines. Who makes some pretty funky engines? Anyway, Polestar. Polestar. Polestar uh, has announced the new Polestar 3. This will be the third model in their lineup after the 1 and 2, respectively. Um, it is coming out 2023. Uh, this is not the official release. However, we do have confirmed pictures um, and some confirmed stats. The actual official release is in October. I just figured it was enough confirmed things to warrant being in this video. Yeah. Video. This is a nice video. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Are you guys enjoying this, this video? video? <laughs> some. It'd be unfortunate if some blind person was listening and just never knew we had a video. Mm -hmm. Um, we don't have a video. <laughs> don't. Uh, the Polestar promises 372 miles of range on an optimistic WLTP cycle. I was going to ask you if you could tell me what this means. Uh, and we figured it would offer an estimated range of at least 300 miles on the U.S. EPA cycle. The WLTP is like a really, really overestimate of range, and I don't know why anyone still uses it. Everyone agrees that it's like a way overestimate of a realistic range. Is this like weighted versus unweighted GPA? Kind of, <laughs> not exactly, because th that actually has some merit to it. Well, no, it's really it's really that stupid that there's two different ratings. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is kind of like uh, you know, if you if you put a car in a room and don't put any drag on it, it might go 400 miles in that room. Yeah. Um, and the last thing, uh. Well, admittedly, they didn't predict a, uh, they didn't say a price range. Um, our friends over at Car and Driver uh, went ahead and said they predict this will slide around the $75,000 range, considering its competitors. The only one that comes to mind is a Jaguar E-Type, which it instantly loses to in my book. Of course. Um, the E-Type? <laughs> e Thank you, you Brain. <laughs> um... Yeah, it's it's a it's a short little crossover SUV. It does a weird thing with the headlights. I recommend looking up the Polestar three. Nice. Oh, and it will be produced in China. I mean, that was uh, they, you know can, will they confirmed that. In China, and South Korea. Well, you know what will not be produced in Asia? What the new BMW M two 
2023 model being produced in Mexico for the entire market. Uh, But in addition to being produced in Mexico, BMW has issued a statement that it will be the last internal combustion-powered M car. Completely. Yes. Yeah. Purely yeah, internal combustion powered M car. <gasps> All other new M cars from here on out will be at least hybrid. Like, Heresy. Like the new M5 will be. Blasphemy. Yes. I don't know if it actually is. Well, I agree there is a certain level of purity about an internal combustion engine vehicle. Especially when it comes to BMWs, and, you know, there is also a certain level of performance that you're losing by not using hybrid technology. <laughs> hybrid technology delivers that instant torque that you can't get with an internal combustion engine, no matter how hard you try. Uh, but it's, it'll be interesting to see the last one. Huh. You know, if you want one, go ahead and buy one. It'll be coming later this year in 2022. All right. Uh, we got, uh, we're done with all the car stories, so if you don't care about motorsport, you can fly off to a different planet at this point. Or don't care about us. Um, so, obviously, we've we've at least touched on every F1 race so far. I feel like we should just start with Baku, because it's kind of where we have the least amount to say. Uh, good job, Max. All right, continuing. (laughs) Hold on, wait, wait, wait. Ferrari, what happened? Uh, uh, so basically, if you if you didn't, if you didn't watch the Ferrari's exploded, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then I'll say my three word race review that I submitted to WTF one was a uh, was a McLaren team orders with a question mark at the end. <laughs> McLaren team orders because they seemed what? unsure mm-hmm. about if they wanted to do team orders. What exactly was considered team orders? Uh, it was kind of just. It was kind of just they were mediating an active conversation between Ricardo and Norris, McLaren was telling like, each other to speed up. Look, look, guys, you <laughs> saw what happened with Ricardo and Verstappen. We already have Ricardo here. Let's not do that, <laughs> please, please, please do not. Crash. Red Bull had actual team orders, but did they? Uh, yeah, no, they said Perez, don't fight him. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They said Perez, let him, let him through. Uh, I don't. Although I have to no, say, actually, I think I think they said to both drivers, just no fighting. At, yeah. Like, well, no, beginning. but Max passed him. Well, yeah, they no Max passed him, but like it was right before they sent Checo, and their message just said no fighting. I think that's all it said was just no fighting. I think that was just a delayed radio message. Okay, but um, but oh. I, I I'm I'm gonna guess that they were both at the beginning of the race told please not. <laughs> we'll let we'll let you battle. Not today. Whoever's faster is going through. <laughs> exactly. They were like, look, if Max is faster, he's going. If Sergio's faster, he's going. But we're not doing it again. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So another thing happened this weekend. Uh, I mean, I guess Le Mans yeah. for some people. So the French, some people the, that the French drove around Yeah. Um, who won again? Oh, yeah, it was Toyota for the fifth year. Hold on. I, the thing that I had pulled up only has car numbers, and I want names. It was uh, Toyota when the number eight car first, the number seven. And it was seven, Sebastian Buemi, Brendan Hartley, and a Japanese guy whose name I want but cannot get. It was someone. <laughs> uh, no, I will get him. I will get this man's um, name. The two Glickenhaus cars got third and fourth. Yep. Uh, and Alpine. Alpine didn't finish the race. They didn't finish? Oh, I thought they... No, they got fourth. No, they did not. Uh, it said on the official results they got fourth. It's not possible because it was Glickenhaus in fourth. Okay. 
What? They literally didn't finish the race. Hold on. I mean... <laughs> uh, FIA World Championship. Ramon's hypercar. You're helping a... Oh, I see how this is. Wait, what? Were you looking in the wrong class? No, I wasn't. Hold on. Okay. Nice. Is this the... Yeah, no, it was uh, the Glicken house that got third and fourth. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Alright, you have the results up. I can't oh, get it okay. for some reason. Alpine so you did finish, but they were eight laps down. Okay. You you sped everything up because I can't get it up for some reason. It's alright. Um, so yeah, a bunch of, they, they lost to a bunch of, a bunch of LMP cars. Um, they finished overall something like, um, like 40 or something, I don't even know. It was pretty, pretty rough. Okay, they finished overall in 23rd, nice. which is not a great result for a Le Mans hypercar. No. But, you know, it is what it is. Not particularly. Yeah. So, um, and then, of course, a bunch of LMP2 stuff happened. We don't really care. Um, Who does? I don't know. Anyways. Uh, yeah, Jota won. Porsche won. And then I think TF Sports was the one that won GTM. I don't know why I remember that. GTEM was... It was... Yeah, it was somebody... It was uh, Aston Martin. It was an Aston Martin. Yeah. Anyways, um, so let's continue on to the uh, final race we wanted to talk about. Now you're probably going, well, what could be more important than Le Mans? I mean, it's not Formula E because it wasn't a Formula E race this weekend. Yeah. And, I mean, clearly you guys weren't there because you don't go to the... We were there. We went to an IndyCar race. We went to the IndyCar... I don't remember the name. Uh, for all intents and purposes... Uh, Road Grand, Road, Road, Grand Prix of Road America. I think <laughs> yes. that I think that's like the event name or like the yearly name, and then it had like this there one had like some, a sponsor. Yeah, there name. was some sponsor that put their name on it. Yeah, for like this, referring to this year specifically. Yeah. Um, so spicy stuff yeah, some spicy stuff happened. Grosjean started bad mm. and then went in sicko mode. Mm -hmm. Uh, Joseph Newgarden won. Oh boy. Uh, Alexander Rossi did pretty well. He stayed in the fight for most of the race at his good track and then kind of dropped off at the end, but still managed to get on the podium. Uh, if there was one more lap, he would have not been on the podium because Grosjean was actively passing him over the line. Yeah. <laughs> um, in the Indy Lights race just before it, uh, there was a guy flying and he ripped the fence off. And yeah, like, and, and it was right where we were standing, but then we left. Yeah, uh, they had to spend like 45 minutes fixing the fence. It was pretty funny because they had to stop their race and they didn't get to start again. What did we see, like, just personally, other than the, the one... engine explode? Yeah, we saw the engine explode from the Indy Lights guy. There was a lot of Indy Lights cars that just kind of stopped. Oh, working. we saw the one car spin off and then go back onto the track. Oh, it was a... Uh, who was that? That's Was that Willpower? That spun off... Uh, took off his wing, and then, like, going up the hill, his car, like, stalled. Uh, I think that was willpower. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, we have not seen highlights, and we kind of, we kind of kept moving around the tracks. So we were never entirely sure what was going on. 
the whole time. Yeah. Uh, I had to pull up the tiny yeah. Jeep for the last few laps. But neither of us are that game. dedicated IndyCar. We just went for the vibes, and yeah. I think on that foot, we we did the right idea on kind of just moving around the whole time. Very much. Hi, you bought a chair for the event. <laughs> I did. Have, Not knowing that that was, was what we were going to do. It was worthwhile to carry around the chair, though, because then when we got to places, I could sit down. Oh yeah, I forgot. You're <laughs> the kind of person that can't just continue standing. <laughs> yeah. Um. It was fun. Got to see a pit stop up close. Got to see Roman Grosjean. He's yeah. like literally the only driver we saw without <laughs> yeah. his helmet on. Yeah, but like we were, we it was literally. One also, I was probably not driver. sure. We probably saw another one and just didn't recognize him. <laughs> we probably did see like two or three. We just didn't uh, recognize. One hundred percent. We like walked past somebody. Yeah. Um, but we saw. I wasn't expecting to see any of them. So. Yeah, I know. I definitely wasn't expecting to see Roman Grosjean. Yeah, so that was cool. Yeah. I did not see Callum Eilat, so I could not scream at his face. I watch you on Twitch. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, is there anything else you want to cover from the event? We got some cool shots. Oh, we got to stand next to the start-finish uh, for the end of the race. That yeah. ended up being less cool than I envisioned, <laughs> but it was still kind of cool. I think it was still pretty cool. That dude waving the flag was going at it. Yeah. He knew how to wave a flag. They should have asked us if we could do it. No. Uh, I would not have taken... I would not take that spot. I would. That man knew how to wave a flag so good. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be happy to stand near him like those Air Force guys were. Yeah. But... That man knew how to wave a flag. <laughs> that man knew how to wave a flag. That's what I'm naming this episode. Nice. 